welcome to Vaco Soundbites with me, Josh Hall, and Peter Banks. Hello, hello. Yeah, lovely to see you, Josh. It's really exciting that Vaco's joined the 21st century. It's, it's been a long time coming, but we're finally here. And in our first episode, we have a bit of a treat in store for you. Peter, do you want to tell the listeners what we, we're about to hear? Yeah, so uh, it's very exciting because not many of us were around at the start of Vaco, and so we, we have an opportunity to hear how Jane and Zen got it all going, where it all came from, and all of the challenges that that involved. It's quite an exciting story and a one that I've certainly been looking forward to hearing over the many, many years of uh, attending these courses. We're very grateful that trustee John Thorne will be hosting this interview. We're going to apologise in advance for the poor audio quality. Um, it, it does take quite a bit of an internet connection to get to where Jane and Zen are hiding these days. So we apologise for the poor quality and the occasional slurp of tea. We're going to let John take things away and we'll be back with you in about 12 minutes time. See you in a bit. Hello and welcome to this series of podcasts. Uh, my name's John Thorne and with me today are Zen, Kelsey and Jane Lomax who run Vacation Chamber Orchestras. I wanted to ask, how did Vaco come about? Oh, well, that's quite a long story. I'll keep it as brief as I can. Um, I was director of Stockport Youth Orchestra, which we managed to develop with the help of a lot of tutors from the BBC film into one of the finest youth orchestras in the whole of the North. Um, and we had an open door policy, which meant that people could come from all over Greater Manchester, Cheshire and everywhere to play in this, this wonderful youth orchestra. Until some councillor on Stockport in Stockport decided, why, is, why, why, why are we paying for all these kids from outside Stockport? Not that they were, because they, they paid more than the council. Um, so they said I had to impose a quota, and I wasn't allowed to have all these people from outside Stockport. So I resigned. Well, no, I didn't resign. I, I said no, and they sacked me. <laughs> so, <laughs> more government the... wisdom then. <laughs> <laughs> so with a lot of support from the parents, we decided to go independent, and we took... Uh, pretty well, most of the orchestra, about two or three hundred people, you know, with different levels and everything else, uh, took it independent, called it the Northern Youth Orchestras and based it in Manchester. But the the top end, a lot of them came from Cheshire. So we thought, let's have a chamber orchestra based in Cheshire, because I started to come over every weekend, I was teaching over there. And um, so we set up this youth orchestra, this chamber orchestra in Cheshire called Primavera. And they were fantastic. Uh, until about three or two or three years later, nearly half the orchestra left to go to college and university, and there was just no way we could recruit to the same level. Carry on. So we said, "Oh, let's forget it then." And then they said, "Well, no, let's not. Let's let's meet up in the holidays." And so we did that two or three times in Sandbach or Northwich. Or and then they said, "Well, since you're living back in the Yorkshire Dales, why don't we do it in the Yorkshire Dales?" So I said, "Yeah, that's a good idea." So we started running sort of holiday residential courses up in the Yorkshire Dales. And that was the start of Vaco. So we started at a very high level and, uh, and recruited then from all over the place, including you and an awful lot of other people from the Northern Junior Philharmonic and so on. So that was the start of Vaco. And can I ask, where have you, so you've been based in the Yorkshire Dales, where else have you been? Where's, where's Vaco been as an organisation? Um, well, we went all over North Yorkshire and up into uh, your part of the world, uh, you know, uh, Garrigill and Alston and you know, the, the, the Northern Dales. And then we decided, well, why don't we go abroad? And uh, so, luckily, I had, we had contacts mainly through uh, the, the festival in Belgium in Neapel. Um, had contacts all over the place. So we thought, well, let's try Luxembourg. 
And so we did it in, uh, did it across in Echternach in Luxembourg. And that was when Simon Rattle uh, very kindly agreed to be president of the whole organisation. So that was the start of EVACO, European VACO. And can you describe for people who, are, you know, inexplicably have never been on a VACO course, what a normal VACO course might con- consist of? There are several uh, factors about it that are important. One is the fact that we, uh, we rehearse incredibly intensively for the first two or three days with some absolutely top-class tutors. And then we get on the road and we do, depending on the length of the course, two, three, four, five, even six concerts on the following evenings. The Christmas one, because it's only four days, then that's only two concerts. In the summer, Easter and summer, we've attended about six, which is a, a rare thing for a lot of people. They're rehearsing an orchestra and they'll do one concert. Or the youth orchestra will do one concert. For us, we're doing five or six, it gets better and better and better. So, in addition to that, though, one of the great features of the Vaco is the chamber music. And so, in the evenings, in their free time in the afternoon, especially in the evenings, they all get together and play chamber music. Uh, even with the tutors, you know, there's like Mendelssohn tests and all sorts of things going on. Um, and my attitude to rehearsing and conducting a chamber orchestra has always been, is the chamber attitude aspect that is important. I was always taught that the first job of any conductor is to make themselves redundant. So if you can get all the players to play without you, that's absolutely brilliant. Then you can just stand there and, you know, a bit more, a bit less, a bit faster, a bit slower, but that's all. They, they just, you know, give. And that's something that they don't often learn. Um, what do you, you think is sort of special about the VACO ethos then in, in rehearsal and, and concerts that does make it so stand out? Because um, there is something quite magical about being a part of a VACO course, both as a musician and as a, as a person. What, what, what do you think creates that? Well, yes, the musical aspect of it and the fact that they're playing in an orchestra as chamber music. Um, the fact that we rotate all the players and you respect the string player, well, all the players in the positions that we see. So nobody comes in as a leader, you know, we, uh, somebody will lead one piece and then they'll go and sit at the back of the seconds and somebody else will come. So they all get a chance. They get a chance to play next to other people. So if you're, so let's say, a sixth former about to go to music college, you might end up sitting next to, you know, a, a third year or a postgrad student and vice versa. So they learn a lot from that. They move around and they get different areas of responsibility. So there's all, there's all that side of it. And, and that helps as well as the social side of it. Everybody meets everybody. Everybody gets to know everybody so well. that you know, if you're going to college or if you're in a first-year college, you, you end up with contacts all over the place from different colleges and universities everywhere. And that prompts them to get together and play chamber music away from the courses, to do other things. They're always in touch with each other. They just make friends for life. We've got, we're so lucky how many years we've been doing this, 20 odd. 28. 28 years. And we've got friends, associates all over the world in just about every orchestra you think of. It's, it's fantastic. We go to Tasmania, we've got somebody to go and stay with, you know. Absolutely wonderful. New Zealand, all over, the, all the orchestras, full of Vaco members. <laughs> I was going to say, you say, what, what, what is special about it? I, I, I think that the students come in having no idea really what they're going to meet and they go out your friend. And at the end of it, after five concerts, they come out and they say, I now know what Baco is all about. Mm-hmm. It's about the ability to improve and to think about things, to be allowed to experiment. You know, you might try doing something differently, catching somebody out, and it 
it works either beautifully or it doesn't quite work. Or you know, And it, there's never any kind of reprimand. It's always, oh, try again. Okay, well done for trying, but, you know, it didn't work that time, did it? That, that sort of thing. It's, it's not something that you usually get. It, it is a very, very different course. I think another point about it is that because almost all our concerts are in, I wouldn't say just rural areas, but they're not, you know, pressure concerts. It's not like rehearsing for six weeks or whatever it is and then doing a Mahler symphony in a college concert hall, you know. There isn't that pressure. So people feel a little more freedom. The, the nerves element isn't as great, you know, so people feel they can play more confident. And, and especially when you repeat the concert, you've done it in Aysgarth, you've done it in Grassington, you've done it in Swell. And gradually they get so used to it and so reacting and being so aware of each other, which is the whole thing about chamber music playing and, and chamber orchestra playing. And of course your audiences are very accepting, yeah. extremely enthusiastic, and just totally delighted by all they hear. So they have a very informal, small family feel to it, which helps them, I think. It helps them to relax, helps them to enjoy, it helps them, all sorts of things that you should be doing, you know, as opposed to feeling pressure of any sort. I, I, yeah. We have so many people that come back as audience play, you know, as audience, and they, they write and say, when's the next one? You know, where is Baker? We're missing it. Help. You know, so they do, and they, they look at the students, they say, I've seen them before. Oh, that's so nice they're back. And the students say, hello. Yeah, that, all that sort of thing, which is so, so important, this communication from both sides, very, very important. I wondered if there was um, one concert for either of you that particularly stood out in the mem memory, if there was a particular performance that really sort of, uh, yeah, sticks sticks in there? <laughs> Any performance. Uh, do you know, it's, I, I, it's so difficult to, to say because there have been so, so many. There's one or two every single time we do it. I don't know. I think just recently we've had some incredibly good concerts. I, I uh, The standard of the soloists has been quite unbelievable and I think which is strange in some ways because such a lot has changed in Vaco and you know the types of students you get the way things are changing in the world and and so it puts a different aspect on the course slightly and what you're dealing with I, I it's almost impossible to say I do think to a certain extent some of the wonderful performances were the ones with Imago Till the dancers mm -hmm and the camaraderie that we had with them and the way that it worked. The very first one that we did, which was in the Northern Dales, and you will remember that, Iber Divertismo and those ones. And it was so incredibly clockwork with both perform ballet students and Vaco that there was absolutely rip-roaring sort of communication going on between both in almost every way. And it was so electric. Even in well, the place, uh, the castle that we did it in, where we had to wheel the piano in and in a, in a wheelbarrow to get it to the almost. And I remember Gary Matthewman sort of saying, this is novel. <laughs> and the whole thing went like absolute clockwork, despite the fact that we had to work so hard to get it in. I don't know, there's just so many happy and successful memories. No. I mean, we, uh, difficult. Yeah. 
We've, I mean, you don't remember, realize we, we've actually done 476 concerts now. <laughs> so, so picking out the only one to, yeah. to remember, especially, is, is quite difficult. The one for me, uh, again, funnily enough, it was with Imago Till, the dance group <laughs> from Belgium. But we were on tour in Switzerland and Italy, and we played in Bellinzona in Switzerland, yeah. uh, which, which is like a big, and there's a, a castle on top of a great big volcanic rock, the great big area at the top, and we, I can't remember what. It was for Swiss Day. But it was on Swiss National Day. Mm -hmm. And after we'd done our performance, we told we had to finish by a certain time because um, there was going to be something else happening. And we finished. And then some um, Alporn players, a little group of three Alporn players, came up to do their little bit. And of course, they'd been at it all day. They were completely knackered. <laughs> so one of the brass players said, Come on, uh, Willow, can we ever go? So two of them, and they persuaded me to do the third part. And we, we got hold of Alporn. And I think we played Amazing Grace. I'm amazed I managed to do it. <laughs> and then what happened at the end of that was everywhere in the whole of Switzerland they had a fireworks display. Well, we think we're sitting in this enormous valley with, on a massive rock. And you could just see fireworks 360 degrees around it all going off. It's absolutely incredible. But the music on that one was superb with the dancers. Absolutely wonderful. It was. Like, yeah. Absolutely incredible. Well, wasn't that a cracker of a first episode, Peter? What did you think? Absolutely, yeah. I, it just reminds me, you know, kind of, uh, of some of my favourite concerts. I, I think, you know, some, some, certainly some of my best ever and most enjoyable concerts that I've ever had have been as part of Vaco. As we enter the 21st century, we are hosting a series of online masterclasses uh, next month in April. We're really grateful to have some new tutors and some returning tutors. So, full details will be on our website, www.vaco.org.uk. Those masterclasses will take place with Stephen Orton, cellist of Academy of St. Martin in the Fields, David Routledge from Northern Chamber Orchestra, and Amy Yule from The Halle. So if you've enjoyed anything that you've heard today or anything that's coming up, you can get in touch with us really easily, either via social media, through Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all those things. You can also email podcast at vaco.org.uk and we will be reading all of those that you send to us. Uh, we may even read some out on the air if you're lucky enough. So thank you for listening. Uh, we'll be back with part two next week and a couple of our own musings. Um, until then, stay safe, stay well, and we'll see you soon. Bye.